Welcome to the Washing Machine Podcast. The Washing Machine Podcast is a podcast about all the things that swirl around in my brain from random internet drama, new music that dropped, to small business life, being our 30s, and navigating all that comes along with that, to being a new mother. This space is to unload all the thoughts in our brain and load up on funny bits, new lessons, and facts that keep us up at night. I'm your host, Sarah Chappay. Let's unload. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Washing Machine Podcast. I am so excited. Like I said, I am Sarah Chappay. I am your host and I am just like really ready to have a place to basically data dump everything that is in my brain. So here is kind of the thought process behind why I called it the Washing Machine Podcast to just start us off. Like let's get to know each other. I have heard the phrase that men have brains like waffles and women have brains like spaghetti. Well, I feel like I have a brain like a washing machine. I get one thought in my brain and it just whooshes around in my brain constantly until I can feel like I can take it out. I will literally talk about a topic until people are like, rolling their eyes back in their head. They're so sick of listening to me talk. And I've had this kind of idea for a while of having a podcast about all these random things. And finally, I was just like, just do it. Just do it. Who cares if nobody listens because I at least get to talk about something for an hour and I feel better by the end of the day. And I think that's just amazing. It's cheaper than therapy. So I figured let's just do this, right? Everything that swirls around in my brain is because I am a content consumer. I am on my phone so much. It's disgusting. I own my own business. So I am on social media a lot because that is just the way the world is right now. We have to be consumers of the internet. We have to be on at least Instagram. I would say that that's where you're mostly making sales. TikTok is kind of coming into that with TikTok shop and you know, you can go viral and have like a whatever. We will get into all of that, but that's always my excuse. I'm like, well, I work on the internet and so I need to be on the internet and no trends. That's like not really true. And I just love media. I love consuming media. I love those things. But then I have nowhere to put that because nobody in my life is consuming content like I am. They might know a few things here or there. They might know, you know, kind of like the big things that hit the like mainstream news. But like nobody knows like random TikTok drama or like influencer drama or like who's dating who. And I do. And I want somewhere to put that. So this is where that's going to go. I also own my own small business and there's so many things that I have learned in the last like three years. There are so many things that I have figured out or found out. There's like drama and there's just like stories. And I was like, there's somewhere needs, this needs to be somewhere, somewhere. Someone needs to know these funny stories about like events that we do or like customers and things like that. And so I was like, wow, why should I just like start a podcast with all of that? But I don't want to just talk about small business. I want to talk about pop culture and small business. Oh, and then I had a baby. And so now I'm learning about being a mom. And so I just decided I'm going to just talk about all of this. So we have three quote unquote piles of laundry and they're going to be small business, pop culture and motherhood. And then I keep saying that I'm going to have like a single sock episode or a random sock episode 
where I will probably just talk about something that doesn't fit into those three. I really hope to have guests on. I have so many friends that are in small business. I have friends that consume content. I have friends that are hilarious and I I am not famous. So these are not going to be famous people. This is just going to be like a real life podcast, real life friends, real life people that I know. And I don't know, maybe I could get a celebrity. I don't know. I don't know what this is going to be. Like, I don't know where this is going. Right. So let's just, let's just like not limit ourselves. So that's kind of the thought process. That's what we're hoping for. And I hope that you too can like relate to my random, messy, dirty laundry of a brain, my swampy, stale laundry that stinks because you haven't taken it out in weeks <laughs> brain okay so for this first episode I just thought it would be a great start to kind of talk about my small business and how we got here because I'm going to reference small business stuff so much in this podcast and I just it just needs to happen you know we just need to like get to know each other and this is the perfect way to get to know each other Okay, let's start at the very beginning. Um, I started, I was working at a nonprofit in, it was, I started as basically like an assistant, okay? It wasn't titled that, but that's basically what I was doing. I was an assistant and I was working like part-time. And what had happened was there was some like people that left and there was a position open for an event planner slash creative director. They were like trying to merge all of these roles together because if you've ever worked in nonprofit, they want everybody to do everything for very little money, which is this, that's a, that's a different topic. Anyways. So I kind of just like happened into this role. I didn't apply. They just saw the capacity I had. I had some ideas. I had expressed interest in it, but I didn't like really interview or anything for it. I was, I wouldn't say underqualified, but I was young. I was very young. I was, I hadn't even graduated college yet. I don't think I can't, no, wait. Yes, I had. I didn't have that degree. My major was women's ministry, which who cares, but I just, it was just wild. You know, this like million dollar nonprofit is just like, yeah, like just do this and keep your same salary. You're going to keep your assistant salary and your assistant hours, but you're going to work like a director's job. (laughs) Okay. Whatever. I loved it. I got my own office. I was like bossing people around. I thought I was like the big shot and I ended up running our biggest event. It's at the end of the year. It's like a shopping, you know, uh, for under-resourced families during Christmas time. It is a huge event and it was like a huge honor to be trusted with this. The thing with nonprofits though that you have to understand is they thrive on volunteers. So I didn't have like a, a paid team. I had people within the nonprofit that were like helping. It was like all hands on deck during this season, but I didn't have I didn't have like a team under me, like an event planning team. It was all volunteers. So I was working crazy hours. They did pay me quote unquote overtime. It's not overtime. If you're part-time, they're just paying me by the hour to be there. And I had like a volunteer staff. I was managing all these volunteers, like 1500 volunteers. It was crazy. I was doing a re an overhaul of the system. I didn't like get trained. I didn't have like an onboarding or anything. It was just like here And that's kind of when I learned that I had a lot of capacity, but now in my grown age, my old age, um, having a lot of capacity doesn't mean you need to always be at capacity just because you have that ability to basically die for the job. Doesn't mean that you should, but again, and I'm not saying 
I'm just not just I'm not just talking about this nonprofit. It's a very common thing in nonprofits. They expect people to buy into the cause that they will do that. Um, and I did. And I was like I said, I was young. I never really had like a big girl job, and that was I felt like a big girl job at that point. And I don't know. I was just like ready to like take the world by storm and be this like cool creative director girl who had no experience at all. And, um, I remember just being like, so tired. I was so burnt out. I didn't realize that's what it was at the time because again, I'd never had any experience in it. I was so burnt out and I was like scrolling on Twitter. I remember with my feet up over my head cause my feet were so swollen and they hurt so bad. And it was like that quote that was like, you know, work really hard for yourself and your dreams. Otherwise you're going to end up working really hard for somebody else's. And it just like hit me like a bat over the head, like in a cartoon, like boing. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, that is how I feel right now. When I was younger, I had always really wanted to like own my own business, be my own boss. But you know, when you're like nine, what does that mean? You know, it's just kind of like, that sounds cool. I want to be a a, a CEO, a boss of something. And you kind of just like, there's no real like anything behind it, right? Like you don't have this like vision driving you forward. And especially I was, I was surrounded by a lot of people in my life who are very, um, like math and sciencey oriented. They're very calculated and, analytical and I am not that way like I said my brain is like a washing machine it feels like it's just like all the time and I feel like my husband and my brother's brain is like the sound of like a keyboard typing like or like a calculator because they're just so analytical and I'm just like not wired that way so I just grew up not really knowing what I wanted to do but I knew I didn't want to do those things I ended up going into like banking and I freaking hated that because I'm not good at math. So like try being really bad at math and trying to count back cash. Like I can't do it. I literally, if you, oh my gosh, that's another story I could do. I, if counting back cash, if my life depended on that, like I'm say bye to my family for me, like tell them I love them because it's not happening. I have no idea how to do it. I've had people teach me. I've looked it up and I don't know how to do it. And I don't understand. I'm just going to type it into my little square thing. And it's going to say, give back $13. And I'm going to be like, here's your 10 and here's your three ones. Okay. Like I'm not counting it back. Okay. So back to the story, back to this, I got a little rant there. Get ready for rants. Okay. Just do it. So I'm in this like position and I'm, I'm so burnt out and I, I had done it once. I had done one, I had done one season of it. Um, and so I was in that position for maybe like six months, like from start to finish, but I was with the nonprofit for two years and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't do all of this. I can't be graphic design, social media, and events like that's ridiculous and at that point I think you know like five years ago social media managers weren't really a thing yet they were like just starting social media was really starting to pick up right around 2016 2017 2018 that's kind of right when I was working there it was like 2016 2017 and it was just like no one really knew what the landscape looked like right so no one really knew what was going on and I was 24, 
25 and I was like the youngest one there working and I was like yeah you should use Instagram like and you're doing it wrong it's kind of like all I knew but that's kind of all there was there wasn't like a degree yet for social media that's like I feel like it was just starting then so I was there for like six months and then finally I was just like I can't do this I need to just go back to being an assistant and I was kind of like okay with it for a while but I was just like after doing that and then going back to being the assistant position I was and being okay with it I was like fine but I was just like is this it is this it and I don't want to leave to try and find a new assistant job and I was just kind of like going back and forth what am I going to do with my life what am I going to do with the rest of my life like you do when you're 24 and I started applying, looking around for jobs. I ended up finding a job at a chiropractor's office. <laughs> like, I feel like most of us do. We end up at, is it like a receptionist? And um, ended up, they hired me on as their marketing director. Let's remember that. I was hired as a marketing director to run social media and help with branding. Okay. Do you want to ask me? how many times I actually was able to post or do any of that, that I had just basically gotten a crash course in how to do. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Um, I ended up being just like a front desk chiropractor's assistant, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's not what I was hired for. It's not what I was going into the job thinking I wanted. And so then I was just depressed. I was like, I hate this. And they ran me into the ground way faster and like harder than this nonprofit did. Like at least the nonprofit was like, we love you. Take a break if you need. Like they, like the nonprofit, though they sucked everything out of me, they like appreciated me. But this chiropractor's office did not okay and I don't care if they hear that they did not care about me they just wanted to like whatever anyways so all of that to say I was just like in this point where I was like what am I doing with my life like I don't want to just be here I learned I have a huge capacity what am I doing with this capacity is I'm working for men who just don't care and are using up this capacity I have and I'm going to die at 35 because they're, I'm just burning out. So there's like a lot of backstory, but I ended up wanting to, I was like, well, maybe I should go get my master's. I was going to go get my master's in marriage and family counseling. I got accepted. I was literally like a week away from going to classes. And my husband was like, I just don't think you should. He's like, I think you'd be really good at it, but I don't think you'll be fulfilled. And I was like, okay. So I canceled classes and he's like, I think you should start your own business. So granted, I didn't need to do it right then, but I felt like I had all this momentum now that I should. And like everybody, right around 2016, 2017, 2018, I was super into fitness. I love fitness. That's a whole other topic. But at that point, it was like, I was like living and breathing, working out. I was really big into CrossFit. I was probably the leanest I'd ever been. 
I was like, maybe I should start a gym. I should start a gym and then like I can, you know, partner with someone. We could do like mental and physical health and like all this. I didn't like have any direction. I just thought I should do this. I should start this gym. That's what I should do. And everybody was kind of like, yeah, do it. And not that it's their, it's not their fault at all. There was just no thought process. <laughs> there was just excitement. And so I ended up doing that. I started that, started my Instagram page, got my LLC. I did the whole thing, right? And then I hated it. I really hated it. And it's because I realized I'm not a patient person. I have a really hard time like teaching people things and them not like listening. And I just, I don't know. I just, it was not what I thought it was going to be. I think maybe... I, I doubted myself a lot. I thought, oh, well, if I don't look like super jacked and ripped, like I can't be a, like, a coach, which is crazy because I look back on pictures of that time and I was so lean and so fit. Like, what was I thinking? I for sure could teach people how to do this, whatever. That's such a blip in this story, but I just get so hung up on that. It gave me a lot of anxiety. And I think looking back now with like the knowledge I have now, it's because I wasn't I wasn't doing what I wanted. I wasn't happy. Like I was happy, but it wasn't what I wanted to do forever. Right. I just liked the idea of being this business owner and like being this badass, like female gym owner. I don't know. This was like, this was at the end of 2018. So then I did all of 2019 like this. And that's when I was kind of just like, I don't know what to do. Let's like, no. Also I was doing this out of my garage. I was like training people out of my like oh my gosh like 10 by 10 garage it's tiny and we did it and I had like six or seven clients at that time which is insane that just shows the capacity that I was like willing to give for this and so by this point I was like I need to move out of my garage. I need to move out of this location because I can't grow here. And this is ridiculous. Like we can't do everything we need to do. This was at the end of 2019. I was kind of working through, do I even want to do this anymore? I was trying to get a space. I was trying to get a loan. It wasn't happening. And I was just like, man, this is like never going to happen for me. So I decided I was going to close the quote unquote gym. And I was at the end of 2019. I remember I was sitting on the dock with my husband at our cabin at the lake and I sent the email saying like I would not be taking clients anymore by the end of August or whatever. And then I was just like, I don't know now what else to do. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't have a job. I was doing that full time. There's a, there's another story that goes into that, but we're, we're trying to like keep this, you know? Um, yeah, I was, I was doing a full time, not by choice question mark it just wasn't in the plan to do it full-time yet but that was what was happening and I was just kind of stuck and my husband was like you need to have a come to Jesus moment and you need to figure out what you're doing and I was like okay well I really like community I liked the community aspect of this gym and so I was like maybe I should do events and just like host cool events like host like community building events and we were kind of I was doing pretty okay with it, you know, I didn't really know what it was supposed to look like yet, so I was still kind of getting my footing on, like, what type of events they were going to even be. At first, it was very much, like, 
because I was still into fitness. I was training for an Ironman and I wanted to like teach people that like what I was learning about themselves, that they, that they're capable of so much and like they have capacity to whatever role they're in. And then, um, COVID hit in March of 2020. That's where we're at in the timeline. And so I couldn't do events. Obviously I had a pretty much a year of events planned out and I was working on booking like businesses to collab with and spaces to use. Um, when this, COVID hit and I had to cancel all my events and I was like now what now what do I do I don't know what to do now and I was just like sitting in my house just like crap okay and like after not working for someone else for like two years I had no idea how I was gonna go find a job and with COVID it's like I don't even know if jobs are gonna exist anymore and so my husband was like, you need to figure out what you're doing. Not in like a way that he's like, you need, you need to get off your little booty girl and go find a job. It was just more like he knew that I was like spiraling very quickly with like a lack of direction. Um, and so I was like, well, I really, that, you know, TikTok was kind of like, that was when obviously TikTok blew up was 2020. I was like, well, I see this like procreate and it's an app on the iPad that you can drawn basically and I was like it looks really cool and I was like I feel like I could just like start with making some prints or something that I could like that fit into this like motivational thing that I could make income now because I can't do events it's kind of the thought process there um so here we are I don't know what I'm doing I don't know my direction my name was blank slate fitness because every day is a blank slate, you know, to show up and work hard makes sense then. Right. I didn't like know how to rebrand. And so I think I, I was afraid to like, let go of that. I had a lot of like embarrassment behind it. And so I was like, well, I have to keep this name because I like, that's the name. And I just shifted to just blank slate, blank slate LNK for, Lincoln, the town I'm in. And it was just messy, right? It's just messy. And that's branding. Hey, branding matters, right? Branding is so important. People think branding is just your logo and it's not. Branding is so much more than your logo. Branding is the story you're trying to tell and how you're going to convey that to the people either purchasing your product or consuming your content or buying your classes, whatever. Branding is so important. And it was just so confusing. People just didn't really know if they had been following me from the gym. Is this still a gym? Is this events? But you're selling like prints. It was so messy. Honestly, I should have just like, I had like 300 followers. I should have just started over. But at that point, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've worked so hard to get 300 followers. <laughs> um, so yeah, I here I am trying to do these prints during COVID and it kind of just worked. I had no setup. I had no like shipping procedures. I had no printing. Like I had nothing. I was literally, I would get an order, say I would get like three print orders. I'd go to FedEx with my little hard drive and I would print them off at FedEx, which is fine. I would do that like four times a week because so many people were like buying stuff during COVID and they got so sick of me. They're like, okay, this is this is annoying, whatever. So I would go do that. And then I would, I would package up my prints 
I would hand write the label on like a little label and handwrite it with pen and I would go to the post office and then like pay the post office person. It was such a mess, <laughs> which is, I mean, I had nothing else to do, but it was just like, there was no system. I just didn't know what I was doing. I st- moved from prints to notebooks. Notebooks did really well. And then I was like, well, these like can glasses are cool. I was just kind of like, I was just figuring it out. I was just riding the wave of creativity. I was just like finally allowed to dream and draw and doodle and just do whatever my brain wanted to come up with. And that was just like, wow. Just thinking about that time. I had no, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea. I, I can't emphasize that enough. How little thought went into those things. Like the designs were meaningful, but there was like no plan from that. In the year of our Lord 2020, me and my husband took a road trip um, for a month all over the United States. We went to like 23 like state and national parks. It was amazing. It was the coolest thing ever. I should do an episode on that. But yeah, so we were doing that like right at the end of 2020. It was like September-ish. And I was able to kind of just like really get inspired by like, I don't know, being wild and like traveling and things like that. And I was like very drawn to that because I felt like my whole life I was like, stifling this wildness inside me to be this like calm and cool girl especially because hey time to get deep I grew up in the church and you're supposed to be this like Proverbs 31 woman where you're like you know a soft wife and all of these things and I just never felt like I was that person I always felt like I was this energy that was just like a lot and I always felt like I was trying to hide that piece of me and so going on our road trip, I was just like very inspired by the word wild, right? And so I was like, that's what my direction's gonna be is this like wildness, like wildly capable. And that was like my go forth, but it didn't make sense with the name. Whatever, whatever, right? So I came back from that trip and I was like, I wanna do t-shirts and sweatshirts inspired by this. And like it says, stay wild on it and all these things. And they did so well. They killed, I sold out. And kind of just from then on, it took off. I was like, I'm in an apparel shop now. And I remember like in 2014, maybe I should find the files. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And I was like, I should start designing t-shirts because I think at that point, that's like when Redbubble was really popular. So I was like, I could just like make these designs and people can like buy them off, you know, Etsy or Redbubble. And my husband was like, t-shirts, you're going to like design t-shirts. And those were when like the t-shirts that were like so stupid were popular, like I must ask you a question (laughs) or like, don't talk to me before my coffee. And I was like, this would be really easy. But I was like, you're right. That's stupid. And it's funny that that's now what I do, but I don't make shirts like that. Hopefully. Anyways. So I, yeah, I was just trying to like keep my head above water at that point. It was, it was very fun because I was just like, wow, people like what I'm creating, but I still felt just like so embarrassed by my name, the brand, my name of my like business blank slate and 
the lack of clarity. It was like very hard because I was trying to constantly like explain it to people and it just having to constantly explain it to people made me feel like what I was doing wasn't right. Like I wasn't working and it was like messy. And so I was like, oh, I'm stupid. Like this is stupid because people don't get what I'm doing. Now looking back, it's because my branding was just so messy and I was just like trying to hold on to like, I just needed to let go. Right. So, um, I got pregnant at the end of 2021. Yes. 2021. And I, it was like December of 2021. At that point I was like toying with the idea of rebranding. I really was like, I kept seeing really good branding, really cool visions. And I was like, I want that. I want that so bad because it will help me create good products for people if I could have a clear direction of what I'm doing. And by that point, I had accepted that I was an apparel shop because all the way up until that, that point, probably, I was like, I want to be something like unique and cool. Like, I want to be like, unique. You know, like I wanted to come up with this idea of a business that like had never been done before. I wanted to like solve some problem that like didn't exist or was like hard to convey. And instead of just accepting that I liked what I was doing and just calling it what it was, I like needed it to be like, I'm not like other business owners. Like, you know what I mean? Stupid. So I finally just accepted like, it's okay. There's enough room at this table for multiple people to be making shirts or like making apparel or like making beer can glasses or notebooks or hats or whatever. Like it is a very saturated market, but everybody is so unique and cool. And then I was just like, if I just stopped being upset that this was like a saturated market and just started doing it, like my customers will find me. And that's what happened. So at the end of 2021, like I said, I got pregnant and um, I was really sick. I was throwing up like four or five times a day. Could not work. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't do anything because I was so sick. Um, And so I just basically took an extended maternity, quote unquote, maternity leave, like filed the paperwork to HR and I'm HR. So I was really kind gave myself like the year off but I (laughs) what I basically stopped doing events creating products closed down my site from like June until the baby was born my son he's so cute um and during that time I was like I I, this is the time that I can rebrand because I basically had accepted I wasn't going to work or do anything until 2023 because he was born at the end of September. September. Wow. He was born at the end of August. Wow. He was born at the end of August. And I just accepted. I was like, I'm just going to take the rest of the year off. You know, I'm like postpartum. And so I was like, this is the time that I can really like rebrand. Cause if I'm going to come back, I need to come back and that's the time to do it. I'm not going to come back and then rebrand. So I was just really trying to figure out what I wanted it to be. What was special to me? What did I want to convey? What was like my heart's, my heart's journey, you know? I don't know. And I was just kind of talking to my husband about like, 
why apparel is important to me. Um, I've always like been interested in fashion, but I'm not like a fashion girly, but like apparel in itself is important to me. And I was kind of like going through my closet at this point. Cause I'm like getting rid of stuff before the baby comes. I was like definitely nesting. And after he came, I was like trying to find my style. Now was this like sleep deprived, like fugly creature of the night. And I was like, I need to let go of all of my clothes from before because they're just not going to fit me. They don't fit me. And I'm sad, but I need to like, I need to purge. But it was very difficult for me to let go of stuff because all of these memories were tied to these like articles of clothing, these pieces of fabric in my closet. And I was like, I can't get rid of this because my mom gave me this in for Christmas in 2013. I can't get rid of this because my best friends and I went on a road trip and I was wearing this exact shirt. It doesn't fit me anymore. Like I can't wear, like get rid of this because my husband gave me this for Christmas when we were dating. Like that's how long I held on to stuff. And I, I realized that's, that's how I've always been my whole life. My mom would give me something. And like, even if I didn't like it or knew I wasn't going to wear it, I was like, this is meaningful to me because she thought of me and gave me this. Or if I like wore a shirt that I like went to camp in, like I needed to, I couldn't get rid of my camp shirts because all of my memories of camp are like in this, in these fibers. And, you know, I'm thinking about all of this, right? This is like all swirling around to my brain and I don't know how to like pour that out into like a tangible idea. And I'm up with my child at 3 a.m. like every new mother is. And something very sweet, a very, very sweet memory that I'll share is the very first night I was home with my baby. You're home and it's terrifying, right? You're holding this new baby. You have no idea what to do. They're awake. You know, they're hungry and you're trying to feed them. You are sore. You're so tired. You have absolutely no idea where you're at. You're like, I don't know what day it is. I think I'm alive. I'm not quite sure. My friend, um, one of my dear friends from camp texted me and she said, Hey, I'm up feeding my baby right now. And I'm thinking of you. And I want to just send you love and like that. I'm thinking of you and like that you can do this and like give yourself grace. And that these moments are so sweet and tender, just like you will get through this. And that was at 3 a.m. in the morning. And I was just like undone. I was like sobbing onto this like this lump of baby that I have, right? And my my nights were spent up at 3 a.m. constantly, 2, 2.30, 3 a.m., 3.30, right in that sweet spot. And those moments in the night are just like so, they like she said, they're so sweet because it's just you and this baby. And like while you feel like you are at the absolute edge of yourself, it is like once they fall asleep on you or like you get them back down, it's just like so quiet and like, oh, they're just like, there's these beautiful memories that I will have forever. And so I'm like thinking of this, these new memories that I'm in, in the middle of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm very aware that I'm in these moments. I'm trying to be mindful. I'm trying to be like, I will look back on these one day and wish I was here again. As hard as it is, as lonely as it is, or as like terrifying it is, I'm going to wish I could come back to this moment and hold him again like this, right? Like, oh my gosh, let's cry right now. I want to cry. And then I have this other like kind of thought rolling around in my brain that like apparel is important because we like 
has anybody seen the Devil Wars Prada? Oh my gosh, that's like the perfect quote where she says, you know, that you live your life in these clothings, these clothings, this clothing, and that it's like picked for the people in this room for you because you live your, it's more important because you live your life in it. And that's so true. And that is one of my all time favorite movies. That is incredible. And it is, oh, Meryl Streep best. Oh my gosh. I need to do a deep dive on that movie. And so I, so yeah, I basically just like came to the conclusion that I can mend those or merge those two ideas together that like core memories while we're in them and apparel that we wear in our core memories and like nostalgia. And like, when you look back on a a shirt that you're wearing, you're like, Oh my gosh, yes. I was like, do you remember when we were doing this and we, I was wearing this shirt or like, Oh my gosh, girls night, let's wear our matching shirts. And like all of those things are like, I remember my road trip with my husband I know exactly which outfit I wore because I did only pack like five shirts, which was stupid, but I will never, ever get rid of the sweatshirt that I have burned a hole through because a campfire like got on me or like, I will never, ever get rid of the the shorts that I wore because I've hiked all over the United States in them. Right. And so those were, that was kind of like where I was going with it. And that was kind of like the driving force behind the brand. And I knew that was great branding. I knew that that was because it was storytelling. You can sell a shirt and it be just like a shirt. But if you have a story behind it, if you are inspired by something, you're going to be able to tell that to everybody. Um, And so I decided my tagline was going to be, these are the good old days. Every shirt that I have pretty much says, these are the good old days on it. And everybody looks at those shirts and those designs and they go oh my gosh I love this these are the good old days like ha 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 but then when you really think about it you're like these are the days we're looking back on let's make them good and that doesn't mean every single day is going to be good that doesn't mean every single season of our life is going to be a good old day it's just kind of like a good reminder that like when you're in a moment with your friends or your family or like just one of those perfect Sunday afternoons and you're just like man this is like a good day And you want to like somehow document it and like hold on to it for dear life so that you can like go back and look at it. But then the pictures are never as good or whatever. That's the feeling that I'm always trying to convey through like our storytelling and our collections. And I was just, I mean, as you hear me talking about it, you can hear I'm so passionate about it. And it's so different than like my first go around at it because I am so like, this is emotive to me. So, um, I still didn't have a name and I wanted a name that I was really passionate about. I wanted it to be cool. I wanted it to be simple. Um, I didn't want anything with the word and in it. I just personally didn't want some, like, I didn't want like, like feather and whiskey. I don't know. I just thought I just wasn't really like vibing with that. I wanted something very clean. I wanted something, I wanted something broad, but not too broad that people didn't know what was going on. And I was at, um, we were, I was getting drinks with my friends and I was telling them about this and I was asking a lot of like musically inclined people. And the, one of my friends that I was getting drinks with is a, she's a singer at our church, but I would say she's a musician. Right. And I was asking a lot of people, like I gave them like some just like quick lines of things that, that inspired me, like 
Keep the Evenings Long is a song by Dermot Kennedy. And I was like, okay, here are like five song lyrics. Like I'm really inspired by, and I'm trying to like capture another song lyric of his is like to the nights that we're drinking in. And I wanted to somehow like capture that like feeling. Right. So I'm asking all of these, like, and I would say, what, what would you name this song? If you could like take these lyrics and just, they were like, I don't know too moody maybe for me I'm very like I love like a good like angsty thing right but I didn't want that to be the name and I'm sitting there and I'm talking I'm trying to talk this through and I was like being I was being so intentional about like I had wrote I wrote down absolutely every single iteration of like names and brainstorming we came up with I'm sitting there talking to my friends while we're out for drinks. And I said, I really want to do a collection called like the 3 a.m. collection because you're up at 3 a.m. with your baby. You're up at 3 a.m. like with your friends. You're driving through the night. Like there's so many options for it. And I was like, I don't know. I just like really like that. And my friend was like, well, why don't you just call your business the 3 a.m. co? And I was like sitting there and we just kind of sat in silence. And I was like, that's the name that's the name and what's so cool is that it came from a memory I know exactly where we were at I know exactly you know what I was wearing I have a picture from that night and I was like that's really cool I really like that and so I kind of let it just like marinate I was like this is the one I like the most so I'm going to see what kind of branding I could come up with I did my first round of branding and I was like, I hate this. It's so like, ugh. it looked, I don't know. It looked very like 2017, like, yeah, <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. I'm so sorry. I don't have any good words for that. And my husband was like, do something different. Just like do something completely random. And so I kind of tried to go for like a very retro color scheme, very vintage color vibe. Um, and then I ended up coming up with it and I ended up loving it. And um, people will ask me like, oh, the 3 a like they give me that same attitude that they would when they're like, Blinksley, what's that? And they'll be like, the 3 a.m. go, what's that mean? And I'm like, well, everyone has a good story from 3 a.m. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, do you? And I'm like, well, even if it's a bad story, like if, even if it's bad, it's a good story. Even if it's like you were drunk and broke your hand, <clears throat> me, and it's a great story. You laugh about it a couple years later, right? So the people that don't get it are just like lame and losers and they, that's fine. But everybody else is really, I mean, I love it and I love hearing it and I'm just like, oh, it's so cool. I love seeing it on like lineups for events you know when it lists like all the vendors that are going to be there and I see the 3 a.m co I'm like that just looks like so cool I'm like obsessed with that so that's that's yeah how we got to the name and the rebrand um so that was like right at the end of 2022 I set a date for January 2023 with the new year and everything I was like it's perfect so I just put my whole bank account into the rebrand. I drained my bank account, bought new designs and why well, I, I designed everything, but like bought new shirts, bought new branding, new business cards, new 
uh, domain. Like I sold out for this and um, I launched it at the end of January and I was like, I don't think anyone's going to like buy this yet. You know, these shirts, these designs, because like, you know, they, they didn't know the vibe yet. I did a, I did a rebrand photo shoot. Like I was so intentional with everything, which is not very me. I'm very much like jump in head first, like full, both feet, like, I won't, I won't see if there's no, like if you're jumping off a cliff and you like want to check to see if it's deep enough, I don't do that. I just jump off the cliff into the pond and then I snap my legs or it's deep enough. Like I never know. I just do it. But yeah, I was very intentional. I made sure the pond was deep enough and I sold out of shirts at the end of my first rebrand like launch and it was crazy. I cried. My husband bought me champagne. It was like amazing. It was a beautiful moment. I was like, this is it. This is right. This is what it's always was supposed to be. This is what it was always meant to feel like. I had such clear direction. I wanted to create collections centered around moments in our lives. So I started with um, girls night and I've done like summer camp. I did Lake Bum Club for the lake. I've done um, like Mother's Day, Mother's Collections. And I did fall and all of these things are the collections are getting a little bit more broad now because I can continue to add to them then like our fall collection is all the things you do during fall and like our Christmas collection will be all the things you can do during Christmas it's not as like nuanced as like girls night or things like that but I like that I have the creativity to do that if I wanted to um so yeah, here we are almost an entire year into our new rebrand, which is insane that it has went that fast and it is the best year I've done like by far, obviously, because I know what I'm doing now. Like I have three years of this under my belt now, but I have a clear direction. I have a clear voice. I have a clear, if you remember in English class, they teach you about like your writing style and your voice and that authors have a voice that is really, really, really apparent and true in branding. My friend, shout out Hattie from the Hearth and Craft Candle Co. She, her branding is amazing. It is so good. It is so well thought out. Let's just think real quick about how many people make candles, right? That's not a knock on her at all. That's just like a lot of people make candles. A lot of people make t-shirts, okay? And she has such a clear branding. Even my husband knew what her branding was like, slow and cozy. And her, my husband told me, he's like, you need to be like Hattie because her branding is just like so clear and concise. Everything she posts, everything she makes, everything she talks about drives back to that main point. It's just like an English class when you have a thesis. Everything needs to drive back to that main point that you're trying to prove. That's what your voice and your branding should be like. And so now that I have that, I feel like people people just get it, obviously better, but I get it, right? I Anytime that I'm like, I don't know what to design, I don't know what collection to make, I can now always go back to that driving focus, that driving force. What am I trying to convey through this? Wow. What a journey. What a journey we've been on. What a journey I have been on in the last five years to get to this point. And what a journey you have been on now listening to me ramble as if I had something better to do with my day, which I didn't. I had nothing better to do with my day. I have so much more to talk about small business life, events, pop-ups, vendor markets, branding, 
marketing mistakes. Um, I'm really excited to kind of just like empty the washing machine of knowledge that I've gained just in the last three years. There are people who have been doing it a lot longer than I have. And I would just like love to sit down and like talk with them, interview them. Um, so if you have anybody that you're like, you should try and get them on your podcast, please like DM me, comment, like hit me up. This podcast has been, um, almost like three years in the making of me just kind of like letting it swirl around in my brain with every other idea I have. And it's now being taken out of the washing machine to hang dry and live its best life. So that is our first episode. Holy cow. I'm really impressed that I talked that much. I also talk very fast and I'm not sorry. Slow the podcast down if you want. Um, so thank you so much for allowing me to live out my dreams of being a cool t-shirt shop owner. Uh, thank you so much for allowing me to live out my dream now of being a really cool podcast girly. All right, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of the Washing Machine Podcast. Be sure to leave a review and let me know what you thought of this episode. To stay connected with me, you can find me at the Washing Machine Pod on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.